All right. <laughs> Who doesn't love rock and roll? Come on yeah. now. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Good morning. Today's music is from Joan Jett, and uh, it's I Love Rock and Roll. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. So I'm just trying to bring a little bit of the fun, fun uh, rock music to you guys while I enjoy doing these type of podcasts and shows. Good morning, Pedro. How are you today? Doing very well. Uh, how are you awesome, doing? awesome, awesome, awesome. So yeah. I wanted to welcome all our viewers and our listeners. Um, welcome to Coffee Time with Marie Teresa on CPA. If you are a returning uh, listener or a viewer, welcome back. Uh, if you're new to, to, the, to, to the show, give us a thumbs up uh, in the chat so we know you are new. First for listeners that doesn't work but that's okay give us a like anyway uh go ahead and subscribe like uh the the channel or the page that you are watching us on uh make sure you click the the subscribe button the, the alerts all the stuff you can do please 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 uh so you know whenever we go live which is every thursday at 10 o'clock eastern time uh on facebook uh and uh, youtube and on linkedin so I am your host, Marie Teresian. I'm a CFO, an auditor, a certified public accountant, and a chartered global management accountant. I use my proprietary and registered methodology valuation MT to help businesses that reach their first million to 10x their profits. I also have a matching e-course uh, that you can you know, kind of study on your own, and you can access that on the profitlab.biz slash programs. I'm also a Grand Cardone licensee, and I coach businesses in sales, marketing, finance and money mindset. Uh, you can find some of the, the plans over there on uh, the profitlab.biz as well. Um, also, I've authored a couple of books, uh, The Complete Guide uh, to Business Growth and The Business Owner's Guide to Operational Accounting. So that's also available on the profitlab.biz slash shop. Um, so, uh, my, you know, my, my, uh, co colleague Pedro is, 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 uh, the one that's my featured guest every, every episode. So Pedro, please reintroduce yourself to our audience. Maybe those are those that are new. They get to know you. Exactly. Yes. Uh, well, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Pedro Gonzalez, a CPA, um, business and, and tax strategist. Uh, we help our clients with, uh, improving their cash flow, minimization of taxation, and exit strategies. Uh, you know, we uh, cash flow is the lifeblood of any business, regardless of size and industry. Taxation, as we know, and I know this in the mind of a lot of people right now, mm -hmm. is uh, erodes uh, wealth and exit. We're all going to exit. It just depends on how we're going to exit. So now's a good time Absolutely. to start planning, to start strategizing on all of those fronts. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and uh, just a quick uh, uh, review of some of the episodes we've covered, the subjects we've covered before we get into today's uh, conversation is, you know, we've covered uh, tax planning. So really, really go back to some of the episodes about tax planning. You're going to learn so much about that. Um, and as the year is getting to a close, we're kind of like in the yeah. last few months of the year, you really want to start thinking about tax planning and, and, and what are the next uh, tax regulations going to affect you, your business, your personal income and all that. So go ahead and check those out as well. We're going to be talking a little bit about, on that today as well. Um, and we've talked about, you know, financial audits, IRS audits. We've talked about uh, E2 investor visa, business plans and projections. 
I mean, we've talked about a lot of different uh, areas of business and how, you know strategies that would help you from accounting or just general business and taxes. So um, today's conversation, oh, before I do that, say that, <laughs> last week and the week before, we specifically covered some messy books, guys, that I've been working on three clients right now simultaneously, cleaning up their books. And I have to say, how many times, I don't know, Pedro, you and I have said this, you know, it's so important to yes. find the right accountant and the bookkeeper to help you keep your books yep. clean. Um, we, I'm, I'm seeing so much random journal entries being put in there that, and, 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 or things that are missing and the tax return and the books are not matching at all. So please, 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 guys, please pay attention. Go back to some of the, the things we covered in the messy books the past two weeks. So you can pay attention to what's going on in your books. OK, so today specifically, we're going to come back to the conversation. We did talk about Inflation Reduction Act when it initially passed. Um, and uh, but we covered it at a very general, uh, you know, uh, ideas of the, the key point. But today, um, you know, Pedro mentioned that, uh, you know, you mentioned that there's so many of the business owners and then, you know, since you're on the tax side, they're asking you how this is going to affect their business, right? What is this law going to do to their business? So that's why, guys, we, we wanted to make sure that you have all the information you need and how it's this law is going to affect your business. So with that, Pedro, I'm going to open the, the floor to you to kind of walk us through some of the key things that's going to affect business owners from this specific law. Yeah. So as you mentioned, you know, since uh, the passing of uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, a lot of people are concerned about the impact. I mean, some some of the aspects of the of the law, you know, as we mentioned before, it's not going to affect a lot of the small business owners. Mm -hmm. uh, but the concern is the the area where it, the funding that is going to the IRS and how is that indirectly going to affect them because it is the enforcement uh, part of of the of the plan. One of the recent criticisms uh, that the IRS is getting is that you know, uh, they have been saying, uh, including Congress, uh, you know, stating that, well, this is to help a taxpayer, to help in the in the backlog. But when you look at 4% of the funding is, is actually going to towards uh, the, what we consider to be helping in those areas, then you got to wonder how exactly the other 96% is supposed to help the, the, the taxpayer. We mentioned before that while the IRS has stated uh, multiple occasions, it is not intended to affect the taxpayers under the 400,000 uh, threshold, uh, doesn't mean that you might not be audited. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So because the right, nowhere right. Is, uh, you will not be affected, just saying, well, it's not intended uh, to, to be that way. So that has caused some concerns, uh, you know, uh, of taxpayers. I think, uh, you know, concern is, 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 is healthy uh panic i would not you know recommend to panic i think what what you have to do now and marie has mentioned it already and i will re reinforce is how can you know the, the focus of today i wanted to say at least a couple areas that i can see that can be that you need to take pay attention to if, if applies to you one is as marie already mentioned messy books mm -hmm. because uh that's the foundation of business you know what i mean uh, yeah. uh if, if you have messy books I would encourage you to start cleaning up uh, that. And if, if possible, I would actually encourage you to go back uh, because, again, they're not auditing. If they were to start now, right now auditing, they're not going to be auditing 2021. 
they're going to go back to 1920. You know what I mean? So right. if you have or have had messy books, I would encourage you uh, to. So that's one of the recommendations that I will make is, a, you know, to, to truly you know look at that because that's going to be how you potentially get yourself into trouble. Even if you can, you know, substantiate uh, the transaction, it might be reasonable. Uh, they're going to be asking for financial general ledgers as part of their, their audit. Yes. So that that's, uh, you know, to start, I would like to start with that. I mean, uh, the, you know, to make sure that if you do have that situation of messy books to, to look at that. So in addition to that, you know, the, 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 um, the income level. We mentioned this in a previous uh, a podcast that it is surprising and a lot of people are surprised that the, the highest uh, percentage of people get audited is not the, the $400,000 and above, is actually in the range around dollars $30,000 adjusted gross income with uh, tax credits. Mm. So in that catches a lot of people by surprise, but it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, again, you got to understand that, that the in, in you know you and I that have done audits of uh, of financial statement you know yes. we look at what we call audit risk yes and so it's not that we're trying to uh, pick on you is that this is where we find where the highest yes. risk where our uh, the return on our investment our time is going to yield the greatest results and yes. it is a fact and you know you can get upset about it but what you ought to do is then okay so how can i prepare myself and that's the the, the purpose of this not into the getting to the politics of this but what can i do to to protect myself if you fall into that category is make sure that you have for example uh the documentation of what kind of credits you received uh, you know we have asked people about the, the economic impact payments uh you should have received a letter make sure you have the documentation mm-hmm. to support your your credits whomever's preparing your taxes, I would, you know, I, I know that a lot of people do not understand taxes, but at least sit down with your tax preparer and confirm that the amount reported is correct. Your your dependents' names, yeah. uh, socials, uh, the number of dependents, the amount that you claim that you received uh, if in the, in the form of advanced uh, tax credit, for example. Make sure that look at that area carefully because if you fall into that group, you have a higher probability of getting audited. And audits are not always going to be in the form of uh, being uh, phys- uh, physical or uh, visiting you. It could be in the form of uh, a correspondence audit, meaning that they're going to, before they either send you a refund, in some cases, people are getting adjustments uh, automatically. They're, they're just removing the credit because they are making a correction. And then they're telling you, you know, uh, we, we adjusted, in essence, we adjusted your return. And, and instead of receiving the quote unquote refund of $5,000, you receive a thousand because we removed 4,000 that you claim as a credit. Now it's up to you to prove it otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are at times, uh, uh, and then imagine you now dealing with the IRS where the response is very slow, including for us. I mean, we as a right. professional we also have a, a challenge. That's why I'm encouraging you is to invest the time on the, on the front end. You know what I mean? Don't, don't wait for the IRS to contact you because they'll send you a letter. They took the money out. Now try to, to, to go after the IRS to prove that actually it is their mistake. Yes. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So the the you know the the income level 
I will say that to be uh, cognizant of that. So that's one of the red flags is, uh, you know, especially if you receive credits, uh, I would, you know, double and triple check that, that, that information before uh, it's transmitted. Um, high amount of deductions is another area that you need to be, again, uh, aware and make sure that it's properly documented. And that goes back to the bookkeeping, make sure that your, your, your expenditures are properly documented, they're supported. Not only that they're in your QuickBooks, is that there is supporting documentation for that uh, deduction. And I know that in your practice, I know that you also do the, the attaching invoices to the transaction. Right, yes. That is, to me, uh, right now, I look at that as insurance. If, if, if necessary, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's better to go back if necessary and start looking for those transactions, start oh, absolutely. data, start looking for those invoices, start attaching those two transactions, especially the major transactions. I know now might be hard for you to go back to 2019 and find that receipt for a business meal of $200. Right. But if you incur a major transaction, either purchase of property, uh, equipment, right. you know what I mean? At least as a minimum, leases, for example, you know, yeah. you'll be surprised to think that they're going to go and ask you, you know, but if you have leases, uh, even if you can show, but look, I pay every month a thousand dollars to ABC LLC is that they want to see the, the, the contractual agreement. So make sure you have your leases in place that you have your uh, in, not only uh, office lease, but equipment leases uh, that you have your purchase agreements. Uh, you, you see what I'm saying? So yes. make sure that sure. those major transactions, you have the documentation uh, and I, uh, I heavily encourage that, that that you do spend a little extra time in in looking into those, and then look at the the uh, reasonableness. And I, you know, this is something I know that you and I do a lot. We after everything is done, then yeah. look at how is, is this reasonable based on the level of income? You know, I mentioned in the past uh, in a couple of podcasts, I've been working on a couple audits. I'm getting more uh, uh, referrals for uh, audits. Uh, you know, the individuals getting audited. Yes. And, and you'll be surprised that some of the, the, the you know, they, they'll tell us, I mean, you know, what, what was the reason why they, they got picked? Well, look, uh, Pedro, look at the travel. The 2020 return with uh, $20,000 in travel expenses. It doesn't make sense. Right. 2020 was a lockdown. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it, it's There's not no way they traveled that much. Is that something was put in that return that immediately, in essence, it's a red flag. And so that, that that should be something that should be carefully. And now, is it possible that they actually incur? So you better have the documentation. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. it might be that you did. Somehow you managed, in, in spite of the lockdown, you, you managed to do some travel for business. And so right. you have to have those documentations in place. So look at that. Uh, so, again, high, high deductions. Uh, not that I would not advise you to go to the other extreme and say, well, I'm not going to deduct to prevent to be audited is that invest is in the proper documentation. You should not, you should not cheat yourself of deductions. Of course. So of you course. see what I'm saying? So it, it, yeah. my warning yeah. here is the documentation, not to cheat yourself of deductions to, so I don't become a target. Uh, right. The other, the other red flag is going to be the entity uh, of choice. We have discussed this. We did oh, a, yes, we have. a webinar, we have. Uh, the entity of choice. Uh, and again, it surprises people that sole proprietors are have a higher probability of being audited. So, you know, you have to take into consideration if if this might be 
may behoove you to to switch into an LLC, even if it's a single member LLC or some entity mm -hmm. where your transactions are no longer in in in, in your in your tax return. You know what I mean? Creating a, a an S corp, for example, where now the S corp have have a lower uh, percentage rate. So you can take your same transactions, the same business, and switch it from a Schedule C into an S corp and right. reduce uh, your your chances of being audited. So those are a couple of things I wanted to mention, you know, how, uh, again, through the conversation we're having with uh, our clients and, and other people are approaching us in in concerns about what can we do? You know what I mean? Uh, again, in spite of can the IRS hire 87,000? I don't know. They have not, they have not uh, made it, made it uh, official. I know that's a number has been thrown around. And my goal is not to scare you as to, you know, what is reasonable, in, you know, regardless if they hire 80 or so thousand, uh, you know, my, my opinion, I don't think that they can hire that many. Look at, look at how, how challenging it is. The, the labor of course. Yes. So, uh, but at the same time, I will not say, well, don't, don't worry because they are not going to hire 80. They might hire 50. They right. might hire they 20. Might have 40. <laughs> improvement on their staffing. Yes. So my suggestion is to prepare to to invest uh, some some uh, time, and again, uh, I think that the best investment you can make right now is in your bookkeeping. That I mean, exactly. uh, which down. is tax deductible. It is tax deductible, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and and invest in quality. You know what I mean? And exactly. That are knowledgeable about the accounting. It's yeah. not about like you mentioned, and I'm not going to continue. You know that, but you know, go back to those episodes where you discuss about you know, the proper accounting, but yeah. in addition to that, supporting, you know, uh, having the supporting documentation. Absolutely. Because again, uh, you can have very good uh, bookkeeping, but if you if you lost your 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 backup, then right. you, you know, it's almost like a, a, a what do they call it, the, the three-legged uh, uh, table, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, almost, you know, so it's, it's a little wobbly. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> you kind of, exactly. it's, it's kind of there, they might look at it and say, oh, yeah, you know, it makes sense. You have your bank statements, but you're you're missing is uh, right. the supporting documentation. So I would we, highly we just, recommend that. You just help me remember something. Like for example, um, I, I I'm noticing that certain people they're relying on their online banking to have their bank statements there and never download them. So yep. for example, I noticed in one of the books that I was cleaning um, that you know, for example, the one of the credit, you know, actually three, four of the credit cards were like had some negative balances. I'm like, and when I went into check, I'm like, oh, this has never been reconciled. So I'm like, okay, so we should probably reconcile this. And the response back was like, well, we have no more access to that bank. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. okay. So, and where's the statements? Oh, we don't have the statements either. Right. You have okay, to, you so have how to do you fix this now? So now you have to go and request and all that stuff. Now you can go away. You know, and pay for it to have access to that. So yeah. it should be part of your team's, uh, you know, systematized ways of how you close the books right. is to download the statements and then reconcile. Always have a backup. So even your statements are your backup. Yeah. Because if you lost your receipt, at least you have something in the bank statement as right. a proof. Yeah. Um, so you, you really have to have that because there's no way we can go back even clean anything if we don't have access to, to your statements. Mm -hmm. So yeah. definitely, you just you just prompt that to my mind right now. <laughs> no, it's a good, it's a good observation, Marie. Uh, that you gotta look at your bank and uh, you know you cannot rely that there it's gonna be there uh, permanently. You, right. mean, you have to download that information. 
those bank statements needs to be downloaded and saved in, in yes. your storage because they different banks have different policies of how long those statements exactly will be, uh, exactly uh, uh, accessible on their on their uh, portal. Yes. And then after that, some I'm sure you know. I think all of those banks, if you need, they'll they'll kind of have, you have to order and you gotta pay uh, yes. fee per page and, and things like that. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it, it's a, it's a, it's important to have a a specific system of like month end closing. You know, these are stuff that we we we've, we've worked on so well. So if your team is not performing as the way it should, you know, we're always happy to come train your team as well to help make sure there's that system that they can follow and that way you have a good system in place that everybody's doing the same thing and it's repeatable by anyone that's coming in if you if you happen to lose a, a staff member um so yeah that that is very very interesting you brought up a lot of points and i did put it in the comments i was trying to type in as fast as i could you know as you're you're saying something so we talked yeah. about the, some of the red flags it was like make sure to go back and check your books going back to 2019 um, anything that, you know, seems to be out of place, make sure that, you know, uh, you have all the support documents for those. Uh, one of the red flags is any anyone that has a lot of tax credits. So that's going to be a red flag. So watch out for that. Uh, verify all the information that being it's being submitted every year. So just don't assume everything is correct in the tax return. Just verify with the, your book records. So take your time to sit down and review with your tax preparer to make sure everything is, I mean, we're human, we're typing stuff in, you know, something can go wrong and uh, you want to make sure that it's, it's, you know, it's being reported correctly and something doesn't seem right. Ask the question. Right. They should be explaining that to you. Um, and uh, so any red flag is high amount of deductions you mentioned. Um, and then uh, let's see, entity of choice. So sole proprietors are going to be more prone to like being picked for a possible audit. So those are very, very good, good pointers, Pedro. Thank you for sharing them. Yeah. 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 The the other area, and I'll, I'll mention also briefly. I know we discussed this before. Uh, is the the ten ninety nine case? Are they going to be right? Yeah, that's another area of concern. Uh, that even though it's not directly related to the Inflation Reduction Act, is another uh, thing that keeps popping up. Mm -hmm. Especially now, at, at the beginning when this came out, we, we I think we were you know we we discussed it kind of immediately once once it came out. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but the concern is that what exactly how are you going to manage? Uh, and the IRS has not helped uh, providing specific. For example, transfers between two individuals, you and I. I mm -hmm. send you you know six six hundred dollars in Venmo, and will Venmo? take the time to to allocate that well this is not a business transaction this is right, right. spending six hundred dollars to marie or are they gonna simply uh, take that you know which most likely this is what the suspicion is or, you know these companies are not gonna take the time to try to allocate what is business because marie in addition to receiving transfers that are not business she also received business transactions right what so, if they put them all together Exactly. They're uh, gonna say, yeah. hey, "Here's a right. 99, you know, x x amount because you exceeded right. the 600." Now it's gonna become for, uh, a situation for you uh, that you have to now segregate that. Uh, right. And 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 uh, you know, if, if, if especially not so much for you for for us because we will have a, a business uh, account. Like you probably have a right. business 
PayPal, and I, I'll only use it for business. So that, right, right, right. Yes. It's, it's mainly for uh, the the uh, the entrepreneur that, that is doing a, kind of the gig. We talked about this. Yes, the gig. You know I mean, <laughs> doing the kind of the side business. I'm going to sell some things in eBay. That right. is the one that's causing some some concerns because those individuals uh, they are not set up in a business format. This is what we discussed. Right, earlier. right. You know, they typically are doing this on the side just to dispose of some uh, old uh, pair of jeans. So let me right. put it on eBay and now try to figure out what the cost basis of that is. I bought this pair of jeans, uh, you know, five years ago. Who, you know, I don't know how much I pay for that. Yeah. Now, because I happen to be over the $600 threshold, I'm going to have to now report uh, deduction or, or, you know, expenses. Right. So then I can reduce uh, the potential exposure to taxation. Because again, remember that four hundred dollars is a threshold for self-employment tax. Mm -hmm. So if I if I already send me a ten ninety nine, I'm gonna be subject to self-employment tax. Right. So this is gonna be a headache for for that group of people. You know, the people that are into the the eBay, uh, you know, doing kind of a little bit of Amazon, but I'm not right. really in the business. You know what I mean? So those individuals, and then then I use the same Venmo, my the same PayPal. To, to receive uh, transfer between my, a reimbursement from my friend. We went out for for, for, uh, for a pizza and right. he or she sent me kind of his or her half of the right. expenses. And, and it gets pulled into. Exactly. Yes. And how I'm gonna now uh, separate all of this. That's the, but again, that IRS has not provided clearance about this. Now, one of the things that's been uh, circling around is increasing, you know, there's a proposal to increase it to 5,000 that will alleviate Right, the, right. The small taxpayer, and I think it makes sense. I mean, six hundred yeah. to me was a, so small. Yeah, it is a very small amount. And it's that, super that basically, I think they estimated that that uh, the sixty, almost seventy percent of the of the individuals uh, that uh, that have the six hundred dollars or more is is typically the the eBay type of uh, individual selling ho household items. Right, I have this a couple of things in here and yes, yeah. I mean, you know, in the process, I, I sold, let's say $800 of, you know, knickknacks that I had accumulated right, right. and, and I sold them, you know what I mean? So I, I generated $800. Now, uh, I'm going to get a, a, a 1099, uh, Pedro here, $800. That I have to now figure out what was my cost basis of that of mm -hmm. items that were sitting in my closet for many years and now I'm selling them. So, right, right, absolutely, yeah. I think it's such a, a burdensome thing for um, you know the, an individual just to track all of that for such small, small mm -hmm. items. Absolutely, it's yeah. it's definitely uh, too much. Um, so we had a, another little. <laughs> area to discuss so this is uh i think we have a little bit of time we can go over a little bit you know uh because we try to stay within 30 minutes so so another something that's been coming around and and some of the business owners have been talking about and you mentioned it too is that how to handle uh difficult clients mm -hmm. difficult customers <laughs> so we've all had those type of experiences you know and uh so maybe you can give us a story about, let's say, the specific example you had 
and then I'll jump in as well. So, and then yeah. we can kind of give some ideas to those who are listening. Yeah. And I'm sure that a lot of the listeners uh, probably can relate to this, especially if you own a business with yes. the labor market the way it is, a lot of the pressures uh, that we're having, uh, you name it. I mean, you know, the, we are all under a lot of stress. So you, I was, I was meeting with a, a business owner and he, he was telling me the, the challenges. I mean, the, the uh, times how some of these clients, uh, in, in at least in his opinion, were unreasonable with uh, the delivery. And we're getting to point that we're delivering beyond of our expected original expected deadlines. Right. And so, and so you know, he was, uh, I guess, in a way, venting a little bit about his frustration about how, you know, what do I do, Pedro? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, how do I manage uh, this situation? And, you know, and, and especially if the, the hard decisions, I mean, because we have right. to also look at our resources and we have to see where's our resources, especially in this market that we have, where do you going to invest your limited resources? It'd be the, either be the human resources, your financial resources, your time, okay. and where you're going to invest that. Um, and so that, that's kind of what originated the, the, the topic or at least a conversation between you and I about it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have, I've had, I, I think when you first start out as a business owner i, I think we, you know, we all go through those challenges at you know different times but i think for me in the beginning of my journey i did have a client that became excessively uh not only demanding but almost the tone the tone of discussions the tone of you know yeah. of com communication became um so difficult and kind of like being talked down to it just made me feel very uncomfortable and yeah. real stress actually was really affecting my yeah. <laughs> <happy> self. <laughs> so, um, and uh, and sometimes we do need someone to talk us through it and to kind of help us uh, go through it. And um, in my engagement letters, I always have the, the choice of anybody can step away from the <laughs> really? the, yeah. the the engagement. So, and and whether it's a, a, a you know any kind of transaction, it is whether it's a service based industry or something else. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think you're going to have to make the choice of where is it worth the the money, let's say, or is it worth the headache? Is it worth the stress? And uh, I think for me, uh, it was like, no, it wasn't worth any of it. So I had to, for, for my end, what I did was I uh, brought into the conversation the fact that, you know, we had agreed on one, two, three, four, five, say, mm -hmm. and now it's becoming <laughs> 10, 20. And uh, on top of that, I did not appreciate the tone of voice. And uh, so I'm happy to finish one, two, three, four, five. And that would be the wrap up. I will not move forward with anything else. Yeah. And that would be the end of the engagement. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the reaction was like, oh, wait, wait, that's not what I wanted. That is not. <laughs> and uh, just hang in there. I'm just going through a lot of hard time. And, and I'm like, great. I understand all of us go through hard times, but there's really no reason to talk down and make people feel bad because we're all trying to help you. I'm, I'm here to help you, you know? Cool. Um, so I think it's important to have those kind of difficult conversations sometimes. Yeah. 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 Just like any any relationship. I mean, the, yeah. the, uh, you have to work uh, first, uh, see what can be done to gain, gain a, a, a level of uh, understanding. Right. So how we are going to transact, in this case, it's a business transaction, how exactly right. I'm delivering you value. Are you pleased with my my service? Yes. Okay. So then, let's then understand why am I receiving this in exchange? 
and at least right. gain a, a point of, of, of understanding. Now, <clears throat> like any relationship, I will not encourage anybody to be in a bad relationship. You know what I mean? Okay. I understand about being, you know, mediate, about understanding, but in, in any kind of relationship that is abusive, is demeaning should not should not you should exactly. not participate on that so i think uh, as hard as it is for business i and i know that happens to business owners is that they're looking at this as a stream of income that is gonna right art but you also have to understand the amount of energy that you're devoting and then the rest of your clients are not receiving the best of you either yes very so, good point very so good you point gotta keep that in mind that you're not delivering this 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 over here this you know uh well the, the situation over here is drawing a lot of energy a lot of resources from you and the other ones are suffering so you might end up with no business you know what i mean right, exactly trying to keep this one this one and then yeah so. yes it's like putting all your eggs in one basket right, while the other ones are, you know so uh yeah i i think for me the 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 end result was really great because we wrapped up the engagement and um, and then in the meantime, I had a couple of other uh, businesses that I was helping at the time. And and this was one of my, my, my initial, I guess, first time, you know, kind of experiences. It was very difficult uh, emotionally to handle it. But uh, uh, I'm glad I, I got to feel it at, at the beginning stages of my, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, entrepreneurship journey. <laughs> and um yeah, it was super helpful because now I know exactly what I want. I know who I want to work with. And um, if it's a, a client that doesn't seem to be matching, I, I really don't want to work with them. Correct. Yeah. No, it's it's gonna, like you said, it's going to take too much energy away. And it's like at the end of the day, we as the service provider should not be carrying. Not that should not be, but we, we, we should technically not be the ones hearing about the business owners business more than they are or if they're acting in a way that it's not good for them like we should not be the ones caring for them a lot more than they are caring for their own business so right. you know so if we're putting all this energy in to help them out and there's no um you know there's no understanding of the value received then it's just energy wasted yeah you know no, it's, it's, a, it's a it's an area that i know a lot of entrepreneurs suffer Yes, uh, and they they suffer through the process, and and uh, at times uh, what they need is coaching. You know what I mean? That, that yes. Investing, you know, this is to, if if you're going through this type of situation, we the thing is that you know we we have uh, other type of counseling, either mental health. Uh, I have issues in, in my marriage, but right, we don't we don't look at business. It's another relationship I have. It is, and, it and is. It should be if you're having challenges in your business, either be with your internal team or external with your customers right. and clients, you ought to be seeking